Thank you for listening. This is Getting to Know You, a podcast featuring an opportunity to learn about the Coachella Valley with Jeff Hawker. For me, Alan Potash, who's the CEO of the Jewish Federation of the Desert, to learn more about the community. And today we have a guest, Kevin Stern. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So for those who are listening, Jeff is trying to introduce me to the community and bringing people in to kind of get to know me, which is why it's called Getting to Know You. Well, and I think it's important, too, to have people like yourself who have been here quite a while and really understand business and how things operate here in the Coachella Valley. So, Kevin, just tell us a little bit about you. Why are you here? Who are you? And what do you do here? Well, I uh, came here 21 years ago from the Bay Area. So I was in San Jose and uh, I had a really good business up there and a partner passed away and I took some time off and then I sold my business and I got my RV and traveled around and decided Palm Springs was where I wanted us to be. So that's how I, I lived in my RV for six months to check it out. So you parked your RV in Palm Springs and you stayed. Did you run I out did. of gas? No, I just wanted to make sure that this was the right move because once you sell a house, it's hard to buy it back. So I did and it worked out really great. And uh, I was always in the travel business. And then when I came here, uh, the person that guided me in my purchase of a home said, oh, you should be a realtor. And I never really thought of that. And I've dabbled in real estate personally. But um, anyway, I got my license. And here I am 21 years later. And I've owned my own brokerage now for 11, 12 years. And uh, been doing it ever since. So one of the things that I want to learn from you is being here for 21 years, what are some of the unique things that you've discovered about the Coachella Valley that you can share with me? Well, each city has its own personality, so you have to decide what personality fits for you and your comfort level. And, um, you know, it gets hot in the summertime. It's really hot. And when I first moved here, things would shut up. You know, everything closed in the summer. Now it's pretty much open year-round. But um, I still love it. Every day I wake up and I look at the mountain and I see the sun and I'm a very happy person. Today it's overcast. I'm not very happy. Mornings when it's 46 degrees and I'm walking my dog, I'm not very happy. (laughs) So you brought up a point, the uniqueness of the different cities. Being in real estate, why is it there's so much disparity between the prices of houses between each of the city? Well, I'll give you my take because I don't have the exact answer, but Palm Springs is the um, playground. I mean, it's the name, right? They allow vacation rentals. I think that has sparked... Um, higher prices in that city because people are buying the home to vacation rent. And you can make $50,000, $100,000 during the pandemic. They're making $150,000 a year renting their house out. So that's pretty good money. Um, now there's some limits that the council just placed on that. Um, all the other cities have put moratoriums or stopped it except Desert Hot Springs in India. Or unless you go out to the county areas that are unincorporated. So there's money to be made in that market, but Palm Springs has the name to draw and they do the best as far as vacation rentals. So I I have been confused. Am I living in greater Palm Springs or am I living in the Coachella Valley? It's both. 
So you're because Palm Springs is the airport, so it's Greater Palm Springs. Coachella Valley is that encompasses everything. So the Federation is in Rancho Mirage, which is as I've described it to people, it's kind of the third city in from Palm Springs, adjacent to Palm Desert, uh, a, a stone's throw away from um, Indian Wells, and a baseball throw to La Quinta. So, but, you know, Jeff asked the question, and this is something that I brought up last week in our podcast, is, you know, the cities are very different. Very different. In your mind, what makes the... A city more attractive versus not attractive? Oh, that's not a good question because that is up to you. So for me, in my 20 years, I've had three houses. Every house I've lived in is in Cathedral City. Okay. And for me, I just felt I got more value for the dollar. And I got a better view and I got a better neighborhood, you know, for what, for what made me happy. But you may like the... Del Webb Rancho Mirage may make you the happiest, and so you're going to be a Rancho Mirage person. Or you might want the condo up 74 in Desert uh, Palm Desert, you know. So, or even the homes up there are beautiful. So, it just it's a matter of personal taste and neighborhoods and what you're looking for. And you know, do you have kids? Do you not have kids? Schools, all those things come into play. So you touched on it. I picked a we picked a house in uh, Palm Desert. Not too far off of 74, yeah. a little up, up a little bit, not all the nice. way up, but just up yeah. a little bit. Uh, and I love the same uh, analogy that you made, except uh, walking the dog in the morning when it's 46. I don't mind the 46 because to me that's still warm coming from Nebraska. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I, I do, I get up at five o'clock, we walk the dog and it's chilly and it's overcast or it's dark out and you can see the stars. The yeah. stars are unbelievable at five o'clock in the morning. And then when I take him for his, Second walk of the morning, the sun is coming up, and it's gorgeous. So yeah. you're right. You picked a good analogy. for. But I'm going to talk to you in two years and see how cold you are when it's 46 in the morning. Because <laughs> it will change. We just had a conversation about long underwear earlier today. Yes. So, so you support a lot of nonprofits here in the Valley. What are some of the things that you're passionate about? Well, my biggest thing that I'm passionate about is nobody should be hungry. So I really want to make sure everybody has a meal or food in their closet to cook or whatever it is. Nobody should be hungry. Not in our country today. That's my biggest thing. So is that an organization? Well, I support various food banks, um, but I do like to support Fine Food Bank the most because I find that my dollar goes farther and all the other food banks are supported from them. So I just really have a passion for that. It's a good good passion. Do you see that there's a greater need for food sustainability in our community or stabilizing or getting better? Seems like it's gotten worse with the pandemic. I mean, to me, there's more people at these food banks than ever before. I mean, I've seen some like uh, the Gay and Lesbian Community Center. They, they've had to like limit the number of people because they they can't, you know, they can't supply the number of people that were coming. So, I, I mean, it's tough. It's a really tough thing, you know, and I, and I know of organizations that give meals, you know, well in the desert feeds people and my Zell gives senior lunches and all these different things. And I'm like, I don't know if people are doing it just because it's free or if they really need it. I would hope it's because they really need it. So one of the things we do do in the Valley mm-hmm. is we support several Meals on Wheels programs. And at one point we did support, before my time, uh, the, the food bank, and we do it in different ways as well. But I think food insecurity is a 
terrible thing for any community to have to deal with. Yeah. Seniors, really. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the things you're seeing is as people are on more of a fixed income, especially as they age, you know, as inflation goes up, it bites into different areas and food is one area that they can't go without. So they go to the food bank to get the, the, the goods that they need to survive on. Right. Because it's a matter of take my drugs, you know, get my prescriptions because our medical system's so crazy or eat, you know. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. So you're 21 years here and Jeff, you've been here also a long time. Grocery stores, um, do you see a growth in grocery stores? Do you see a challenge of, in, in Nebraska, we'd call them food deserts, different, different than the desert here, but having appropriate grocery stores and food distribution centers for people and the food at a cost that is, you know, geared towards the community versus high-end costs. So do you see that there's, there are the staples? Well, you know, I I see new stores coming in and stores closing. I mean, Smart and Final in Palm Desert right near you recently closed. I was shocked. Um, we've had a store right at Cathedral Canyon and... Um, 111 in that Big Lots shopping center. There was a store there that lasted a year and then they closed. But then we see uh, grocery outlet coming in and taking up stores all over. So it, it's kind of like a, it's not really grown. We've had a new selection. Uh, you know, I know there, there's talks of Albertsons and Ralph's uh, Kroger merging. That would be kind of a detriment, I think, because there's so many Ralphs and Albertsons and Vaughns so close together, I'm sure half of them would close, you know, so I don't know. Well, that's a good point, because Amazon <laughs> just announced that they were going to open a big grocery store as well. They already own Whole Foods, mm -hmm. so we see a lot of consolidation, which means, in turn, prices go up. Yeah, and they're going to open up in the old Steinmark in Rancho Mirage. They're opening up soon. The sign went up, I believe. So it's really interesting. So food insecurity, volunteering, supporting food bank. Other interests that you have in the community? Uh, animals. I have to support my animals because I love dogs. <laughs> so what kind of dog do you have? I have a standard poodle that's two years old. <laughs> <laughs> We're all dog had, lovers. I had a dog for uh, 16, 17 and a half years. 16 and a half years. I had to put down in 2019. Then the pandemic happened. And um, I tried to rescue. It was very difficult during that time. So I went to a breeder and bought my standard poodle. And I forgot what it was like to have a puppy. But now well, especially he's calming down. But a standard poodle, they're, they have attitudes. Yeah, but they're very smart. Yeah, they're very smart, very good. They don't shed. I love all that. Yeah. But um, a puppy, no matter what kind of breed it is, it's, it's a, a puppy, puppy, you know. So Yeah, lots of energy. But two years now, he's calming down, and he's very sweet and very lovable, and he's very good with other dogs. Do you feel that this community is welcoming to pets? Oh, yeah. I, I think dogs are very welcome everywhere, pretty much. I don't take them in stores or anything, but, you know, restaurants accept dogs. And, uh, a lot of them do anyway, and... You know, we're dog park guys, so we go to the dog parks and, you know. Yeah, that's what I find a lot is if if your organization has pets or kids, you can get donations. You know, for I've it. met a lot so of nice people that have become friends from the dog park, you know, because we have that commonality. So, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, we've been going to a dog park off of... Um, Gerald Ford. Yeah, Rancho Mom's Dog Park. That's where I go. Yeah, it's a nice dog park. It's really nice. 
Yeah. Glad they reopened. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we noticed that they were close around. I also noticed that uh, some people don't pick up after their dogs. Uh, every so, dog park, but yeah. that's the least bad yeah. out of all yeah. of them. <laughs> so do you, do you, you mentioned earlier before we started the podcast that you are Jewish. Do you mind if I ask you some questions about you can how, try. <laughs> how, how you find being Jewish here? In well, let me just preface it. I was born Jewish, both mother and father. I'm from the Cohen clan. But um, I'm not really practicing, so it's hard. I mean, I go to a Shabbat Shalom kind of thing once in a while, but that's about it. So okay. we're all practicing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but I don't go to synagogue. <laughs> no, but you, but you, you identify as being Jewish. Yes. Um, I have found in just in my short time here that it, a lot of people identify as being Jewish, but don't feel comfortable affiliating or haven't found the right place to affiliate. So you're probably in the majority. Okay. So other, other questions, Jeff, we should be asking Kevin. Yeah, you know, one of the things that we're seeing interest rates go up and all the housing market changing, what do you kind of see that for the trends for the future? So, yes, I own town real estate and yes, we deal with buyers and um like the last couple months have been not so good busy wise because interest rates are they were at 7.1 or 2. But in the last two weeks, this last week especially, people are getting 6.1 and they're like nailing loans. So it's prompting buyers to come back. I think they were kind of shocked at first, but the zero Fed interest rate and two and a half, three percent interest for the borrower was kind of unrealistic. My first house that I bought in 1986 was at 8%, which that was what my parents bought a home for in the 70s. You know, and then I remember in the... I think it was the late 70s or late 80s, whatever it was, uh, or early 80s, interest rates were 17%. Yep, yep. So, I mean, really, 6 and 7% is not bad. No, you know, no. but people got spoiled and got conditioned, and so now they're coming to reality. Why do you think that the Fed constantly is raising rates now, but it, they still come back down? What is that effect? Well... Um, the reason the rates have been coming down, it's all about the yield. So the yield has kind of lowered, and so that made the rates come down. I don't know what that means, but um, I know I'm, you know, only getting three percent on a high yield savings account. That's not very much. I remember the days in your savings account you could get eight to ten percent. Yeah, so. Right. But it, it's it's all stuff way beyond my. I'm not a lender. I don't know how all that works. It's all triggered between the the yields, the strength of the dollar, you know, it, it doesn't have to do with the stock market. It has to do with all the other financials. Right. So if people want more information about your business, what do they do? Um, they can call me or they can go to my website, townca.com, and uh, they can find me or any one of my agents. That's great. So we can put that in our, our notes. Um, I have one final question before I let you go. One unique thing about the Valley that you've discovered in the 21 years that you've been here that you just think is so special or unique to this area. You mentioned the sun and the weather and the heat and so on and dog friendly. But is there one thing that really you keep dear to your heart about this area? Well, the thing that I tell everybody that I love the most is I find it very easy to live here. It's easy. So you can get anywhere in 20 minutes and you don't really have to even get on the tent. You know, it's easy because it's small but large. You get to know people. 
You get to know the politicians. You get to know the police people, the fire people, whoever. You get to know the neighbors. You you know you know people because it's small, but yet we have all the the things that excite you to attend. You know, from theater to musicals to whatever. So there's many options for everybody to fulfill your need to be social or uh, experience different types of events. Um, and I just love the fact that it's easy. I can go somewhere. I can park. I don't have to pay to park. I'm not stressed out in, you know, 45 minutes of traffic to go four miles. It's unless they're doing road work, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's very easy to live here. That's what I love the best. That's great. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having yeah, you, thank Kevin. You so thank much. you. Thanks for inviting me. And thank you all for listening to getting to know you. And today you got to know Kevin. So thank you for being here. And Jeff, thank you for uh, bringing Kevin to us and looking forward to future conversations. Looking forward to it as well. Thank you. Again, thank you for listening to Getting to Know You.